Hi, this is Savannah. And this is Brian from the Dorky Diva Show. And you're listening to Star Wars. The best place for below average Star Wars. In a world where people need 80s and 90s movie reviews, two regular Geordies combine forces to bring you the Brother to Brother 80s and 90s movie review podcast. Check them out on Twitter, YouTube, and all decent podcast vendors. Welcome to the Star Wars Show, the best place for below average Star Wars. I am the Jolly Jedi Pete, and I'm joined today by fellow host, Canon Junkie XL, Ian. Ian, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, uh, it's been a crazy week for me. Just started some new shifts at work, uh, early shift pattern, so I'm a bit tired. But other than that, I'm excited to talk Star Wars with yourself. Um, obviously, today, you know, since celebration, it's been Kenobi, Kenobi, Kenobi. Um, so today we're going to talk about the the Jedi Survivor, which is the sequel to the Jedi Fallen Order game trailer, the teaser trailer that was released over Celebration Weekend, and also the Cassian Andor trailer, which was released at Celebration in the panel. Um, so two two cool little things to talk about, which have maybe been lost in the pack a bit with, with sort of how awesome the Kenobi episodes have been since they sort of dropping as well. Um, let's just kick right in, Ian. Obviously, you know, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, a fantastic game. Um, I don't know you played the game and loved it. Um, just tell us why you loved that game so much, and then we'll talk about the, the sequel announcement. Uh, I love that game, firstly, because it was the first single-player Star Wars game we got in a, in a long time, I think. I can't remember the last one we actually got, which was actually just a dedicated single-player Star Wars game. That was uh, Plus, the story was excellent. I really enjoyed the characters. Uh, I... Really enjoyed the uh, Trilla Sundari, the second sister. Yeah, the second sister. Uh, I thought she was a great uh, antagonist for the game. I liked how much it blended in with other aspects of uh, canon. They really took care in to make it like a cohesive story that fits within the universe. And I just thought it was a fun game. It was really fun. And uh, yeah, that's what I that's what I liked about the game. I just thought it was really fun. And uh, a welcome return for Star Wars games. Yeah, I think I'm I'm the same. I think, you know, well, back in sort of 2015 when they said, you know, everything's going to be canon going forward, I was like, okay, I can't wait to get a video game that is going to like blend into all the other sort of Star Wars comics, books, movies, TV shows, and going to be canon and really sort of drive the story forward. And for me, you know, I, I don't mind playing multiplayer, but I much prefer a story-driven game. Um, which is me in, in a, inside a story that's awesome, and I think this is what this game promised to be. I think when it came out, it was it was fantastic. I loved how it sort of delved into the uh, prequel era. Um, you know, with the you know it was the aftermath of the Clone Wars, so you know it had sprinklings of prequel stuff. It was obviously set during the time of the Empire, so we had original trilogy vibes there as well. Um, and then it also had, you know, with Ilum 
and showing you what Ellen looks like now, it also had big connotations to the sequel trilogy. Yeah. So this game that's now that was you know the first storyline game that's canon with um you know with you know a solely storyline game yeah obviously the battlefront 2 storyline campaign is is canon as well and that's also very good but it's very short yeah. it's only a small part of that game um you know it was absolutely fantastic um and who'd have thought you know that all that fortress inquisitors stuff that we did at the end of jedi fallen order We'll be coming back to us now, you know, in the latest episode of Kenobi. Um, so you know, it goes show just how, just how much that game did mean to canon. They did deliver, and even now, it's still delivering. Um, and I like the way it ended on a sort of a, you no, know, that story ended, but it was very much like these, this crew, um, not just Cal, but also the friends he made along the way, uh, Sierra, Junda, um, you know, the crew of the Madness, um. Yeah, Grease and that, yeah. Merrin. Yeah, Merrin, the Night Sister, you know, these guys could go on another adventure somewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which, which is now what they're doing. Um, we're getting the sequel. It's called Star Wars Jedi, which is obviously now the title. That's it. We know that is the title series of the games. And it's, instead of Formal, that's Survivor. Um, Link says a lot because, you know, he proved himself to be a Jedi in the first game, you know. Yeah. And I think now it's about surviving. Um Let's dive into the trailer. Even what were your sort of first thoughts on this teaser trailer? Came out the blue, so there was no scheduled panel at Star Wars Celebration for for Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, yeah, which is probably a good thing. I think it meant that when this trailer dropped, it was like, oh wow, this trailer we probably weren't expecting because nothing was on the cards to be announced. You know, it was a, it was a really nice surprise that that weekend. Um, so yeah, just talk us through your thoughts of the of the teaser trailer. Yeah, I loved it. It was uh, obviously it tells us absolutely nothing, which is uh, I think the best trailers because it gets you the hype, but tells you absolutely nothing. I did uh, like the uh, beginning of the trailer where the uh, Stinger Mantis is on its side. It does not look like all things are rosy after the events of Jedi Fallen Order. Obviously, we see the desert planet in the background with the footsteps that uh, go off, and then we see the. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of people, including myself, thought this was the Grand Inquisitor in the trailer as well. We see a uh, Powen uh, at his desk on Coruscant. I assume it's Coruscant. It looks like Coruscant. Uh, obviously, we narrate. I think it's. I do think it's him narrating the trailer. Would you think that? Would you think? So, having watched the trailer, I, I've got a couple of thoughts on on the on the. Is it the is it the Powen who are from Utapar? Yeah. Yeah, the Powen. Yeah. Yeah, the Powen. Um, so. Uh, I thought I saw two different powers, maybe. Right. I thought I saw one in like Inquisitor armor, in in sort of in the in the back of the shot walking forward, which to me gave me Grand Inquisitor vibes. Yeah. And then you see another power in like a robe, like it's it's like a black robe. It's the hood's not on, and he's looking at Carl Kessler's lightsaber inside the. Inside a case, a collector's case, almost if it's been delivered to him. Um, so I wonder if we're getting like, I mean, I could be wrong because it was such a quick flash. The trailer's a teaser. Maybe, maybe it is the same person. Maybe I didn't really see the Grand Inquisitor armor. But to me, the way it looked was that there were, I saw a, a power in the background walking forward in what looked like Inquisitor armor, and then I saw another power in like a, a black cloth robe. Who was then yeah. like looking at the lightsaber? So I could be wrong, and I'm, I'm not even 100% convinced on what I'm saying, but 
just a flash like that's what popped in my brain. So maybe maybe we're going to see a few different powers. Maybe they know each other. Well, I mean, not saying that all all of one species know each other, but you know, maybe if they've come from the same planet at some point, maybe yeah. maybe they do. Um, you know, if, if one's in the Jedi Temple and one becomes a senator, um, because I think I think they've said that. I think they've said on StarWars.com that um, there's going to be a Palman Senate on the game. Is that right? Yeah, that's the uh, apparently that's the uh, guy sat at his desk on Coruscant. I'm already thinking that's who is looking at the lightsabers. I'm guessing so. Like, so. like you said, there is a quick flash. I've just gone looked back at it again. There is a quick flash, and it might not be the same Palman, but obviously, uh, I can't really. It's that quick of a flash, like you said, you can't really tell. Yeah. So. I think for the trailer for me, I think it starts off with the stormtroopers walking. One of them's carrying something in his hand, almost like a briefcase. Yeah. I, I think that is the briefcase with the lightsaber in. So that is getting delivered. So we have something to look at. Um, is it the collector and Coruscant? I know that if you read, um, I mean, it's a different time frame, but if you read Claude Grey's book, um, Bloodline. I've forgotten the name of now. Bloodline. Bloodline, yes, yeah. which tells the sort of the story of Leia. In between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, um, there's a New Republic senator who likes collecting yeah. artifacts of the Imperial Age. Um, so maybe this senator or someone else likes collecting artifacts from a from a Jedi Age. Um, collect has also been dealt with in the comics with I can't remember which hut it was. There was a hut who has a lot of artifacts. Uh, Gracchus. That's him. I Gracchus. Um, he had a lot of Force sensitive artifacts as well. Um, and obviously, don't forget the Emperor's collection on his big yacht that Lando Calrissian and Robot try to rob. Um, yeah. So you know, people do collect stuff um, in Star Wars. Uh, so you know, we see that lightsaber. We, well, we see Stormtroopers carrying a case. We then also see Cal Kestis seemingly get defeated, not dead, but he gets unarmed in this battle. And then you know, then we see the case opened up with the lightsaber in it. So. You know, maybe Carl Kestis is defeated at the beginning of the game. Um, has to then run because he's lost his lightsaber, has been disarmed. Lightsaber ends up in a private collection, something like that. Um, on Coruscant, maybe. Would I like to go to Coruscant in the game? I would absolutely love to go to Coruscant in the game. Um, does it make sense to have a Jedi run around Coruscant, swing lightsaber around? Maybe not, but I'm, I'm sure they can come up with a story wave of tying that in to make sense. But I would love to wander around Coruscant again. I think, um, just how vast and huge the city is, it, it'll gives you a lot, lot of possibilities. Um, so yeah, I think you know, yeah, I think we might, get, I think we might get Grand Inquisitor in this game because you know he's probably going to be very angry because Vader's probably gone to him and said, "Someone's been in Fortress Inquisitors." If like you know, second sister Trilla was useless. Um, like we've been exposed here, absolutely had our pants pulled down big time. Like, yeah. get it sorted now. Um, and I don't know where this goes in time frame to this in the Obi Wan Kenobi series, but it's five years before Obi Wan Kenobi. So, so yeah, so you know, he's gonna be the he's gonna be the one who gets you know. And Cal also defeated a previous Inquisitor as well on Kashyyyk. Yeah, the ninth sister. Yeah. Um, so, so it's like you know, oh, what this this. Padawan, who's been on the run for 10 years, has um, taken out two Inquisitors and infiltrated the base. Yeah, that like, was the thing, uh, obviously, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Obi-Wan Kenobi yet, but that was the thing with um, episode four when they started talking about 
uh, nerve forces acquisitorius and they were like no one uh, no one has ever been stupid enough to attack them I was thinking yes they have and then for a split second I thought are we getting Cal Kestis but then he was like no we're not but no I do like the fact Obi-Wan broke in the exact same way but uh, going back to Jedi Fallen uh, Jedi I keep calling Jedi Fallen all the Jedi Survivor uh, no I'm really looking forward to it I do think it'll be a fun mechanic if you are without your lightsaber at least for a couple of levels obviously I would like to swing a lightsaber again in the game that was part that was one of the fun parts really fun parts of the uh Jedi Fallen Order was the lightsaber mechanics and that. But I do think it'd be a fun thing if you have to use the force and you have to sneak around and like you uh, like we potentially said off air that you have a blaster for a couple of levels. Maybe potentially he has to build a new lightsaber. I don't know where he would do that now, obviously with Villain on its transformation to Starkiller Base, but I assume there's there's a it was said in the uh, aftermath trilogy that there's plenty of other places in the galaxy that uh, have Supplies of kyber crystals. It just depends how many of the Empire have uh, mined out for the Death Star. So, no, yeah, like I said, uh, really intriguing. Obviously, we get the thing at the end with the person in the back of the tank. I don't know who that is. Uh, yeah, I don't know who that is. I don't know if you've got any theories on who that is. Yeah, so I think, you know, the end of the trailer is we see a very derelict-looking room. It's sort of... You know, the floors and the control panels and the walls look very sort of aged. Um, yep. and almost classic looking as well, like a different, a different era. Yeah, it looks like it's been um, underwater. Yep, and it's been overgrown. There's a lot of shrubbery inside there. But then the actual, like, the back door inside the tank looks fresh. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I would have thought if the back of the tank was being left on, like, it, it would start to grow, like, mould inside and things like that and look like, you know, you know when you leave a fish tank for too long. Yeah. Starts getting it would sort of look like that maybe if it's been there for like decades but um but so you know maybe maybe it's freshly in use or someone's changing the back there but yeah we back a tank and inside the tank it looks that's i mean the shot looks really derelict and and worn but then actually the tank itself on the inside looks fresh and then we see a body in there with a uh, long flown locks um doesn't mean they had long hair when they went in there, I suppose, because hair grows, and if someone's been in there a while. Um, but I also don't know how long you can survive inside a battle tank um, without coming out, because obviously, you know, Vader uses one, but he comes in and out, as we saw in um, Rogue One and in the Kenobi series. Uh, as we've seen in Book of Boba Fett, when Boba Fett goes in and out, he takes, it's like treatments. Yeah. Um, to, you know, to try, try and heal himself. Uh, you know, with Luke Skywalker in The Empire Strikes Back, you know, he's, he's in there. I mean, don't get us wrong, his wounds aren't too bad. It's just essentially facial wounds, isn't it? But he's been clawed by the beast, um, the Mamba. But, you know, he's in there and then he's out again. Um, so I think it's implied that maybe this body's been in the Tabata tank for a long time. But then also, I don't know how that works with him being alive. And he's very much alive. You know, there's air bubbles coming out of the of the breathing mask, I believe. Like I said, the hair's flown. I did notice, like, a shoulder pad on his shoulder, I think. So I don't know if that's, like, a... I don't think it's a shoulder pad. I think it, maybe it's like this guy's had bits put on him. Yeah. Um. So I saw I saw one theory where uh, Doctor Afra in the comics she has like uh, electronic tattoos on her arm that can she can use to like scan things. I don't know whether that could be something like that. Possibly. Um. I think it's always hard to tell when you're watching a trailer, but I think you know it. It's black hair. I think it's. Possibly a Caucasian, um, although you know the, 
with the lighting and with the fact that he's inside a back of tank, um, might might be hard to tell. Could be darker skin, maybe. But you know, I I'm leaning towards it's not a character that we've seen before in in television or in video or in movies. Um, but could be someone that we've met before, heard about in in comics and the what the wider can in the books. Have you got any any theories on who it is? No, not really. Uh, I did see one, but this comes up any time anyone rocks up with uh, grey hair. Young Joros Sabayoth, but I think that's just people taking the mic. <laughs> but uh, no, not really. I, uh, I Jedi survivor tends me believe that potentially it could have been a Jedi that has survived uh, Order sixty six and ran into Cal, who's injured and that, and they've helped him. I don't know, but yeah, I would lean towards it potentially being a Jedi. Oh, maybe it's an Inquisitor that Cal's defeated and. He's trying to bring them back to the light, maybe. But that's a, that's the only theories I've got on that, mate. To be fair. Yeah, I saw a few like tweets saying it could be like, it could be Revan, but I saw that. Yeah, I did. I, yeah, I, I just I don't know if that'd be a weird way to bring him in. Yeah, and I don't know how long you have to have been in because obviously Revan dates back to sort of you know the old Republic era. Yeah. So like. I, don't think the back of the tank's going to keep him alive that that, that long. No, you know what I mean? Talking thousands of years. <laughs> well, you know, he did. To be fair, he did live a long time in Legends. Uh, you never know. You never know. It'd be it'd be interesting. Like I know they are remaking Knights of the Republic. So yeah, well, yeah, it would be. So, yeah, it would be. I do find it hard to believe though, in a galaxy controlled by Sidious, that he wouldn't have uh, got wind that Darth Revan is potentially alive and in a back to tank somewhere. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's like, and here's the thing. Speaking of Palpatine, like, is is this some sort of early cloning attempt? Potentially, yeah. You know, as as as, as we've learned in this in the sequel trilogy, you know, Palpatine was all about trying to extend his stop life. death yeah. by by having by having being able to clone your body and sort of move your essence into it. So, you know, we've seen sort of cloning. Like there, with 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 the clones, obviously you know Ray's Ray's dad is a, is a Palpatine clone, um, and then Palpatine himself ends up in a clone body in that movie, The Rise of Skywalker. Um, we've also seen cloning in hinted at in the Mandalorian, where you know on that base in season two, you've sort of got the failed specimens inside the the tanks, where this Imperial remnant is is working on that type of thing. Um, so to me, it makes sense that they'll be working on it during the Imperial era as well, in secret maybe. Um, you know, as we've seen in the Bad Batch, you know the sort of mass genocided Camino because they don't need the clone army anymore. But the actual, the best cloners from Camino are now on an Imperial base. Why are they there? Are they working on some sort of cloning technique for the Sith? Um, quite possibly. Um, so, so yeah, I think. I think you're right when you said that this trailer is is very much a teaser. Doesn't give anything away. Just gives little snippets for us to talk about and speculate about, which is fun. Um, but actually, like wider story, like yeah, like unless they give another trailer where it tells a bit more, like we're going to be going into the game pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. open, yeah. which is fantastic. I assume um, we'll I assume we'll get a, another trailer at some point because it says obviously the release date is 2023. It doesn't give a date. I did see rumors that it would be out around March, April time next year. Which would be cool because we haven't got that much long to late, less than a year, but obviously we don't know that. But I assume with uh, E3 or 
a year play or something, they will probably show something else, I would have thought. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, this trailer was very much, it was all um, sort of, I don't know what the word is, sort of animated cutscene type yeah. material. And it looked beautiful. But Cinematics. Cinematics. Yeah, yeah, but none of it, none, none of it was gameplay, so we haven't seen any gameplay yet. So, you know, the gameplay could be done for we know, but the, we haven't actually seen any to say that the, it could be finished. So, who knows? I think, you know, celebration. London is, you know, nine months away. I think, um, not that we're counting down or anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, but um, do you tie it into sort of tie into that? Do you have like a panel and have it launched? Have it launched the week after? That would be sick. That would be good. You have, you have like a world premiere. Yeah. So when I was at Celebration, which one would it be? Uh, I think Orlando. Uh, Chicago. What year did July 4 come out? 2019, I think. Okay, so right, it might be Celebration Chicago then. Um, so, yeah, I think there was a panel that I was at, which was like the, the July 4 panel. You know, they had the, the team here, the story team. They had the um, you know, Cameron Monaghan was there. Um, it, it was fantastic. So you know, I think they were giving away pin badges. You got pin badges, then it was like the 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 different inquisitors and the purge troopers and stuff, which was really cool. Um, and a poster. So you know, do you do something similar this time around, and then have the game come out? You know, you could say do you release the game at celebration, but people aren't going to be able to play it because they're going to no. be involved in the. No. And that's why they literally have the, the world premiere after yeah. celebration and have the game release a week later. Yeah. Could be um, a great way to get those because I'm not bringing my Xbox down to London. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. We don't have time, mate. Yeah. It's, it's like, so, like, yeah. Um, yeah. So, 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 yeah, I think that, that could be cool. I mean, if, if it comes out before celebration, then Spawn gives us loads of things to talk about. But I think, you know, if it's to come out after celebration, it means. There's an opportunity to have a really good panel there with the team, with the cast. Um, chance to put some really good freebies, gifts for those who get into that panel out as well. Um, like a really, really good marketing advertising opportunity to get people really hyped about this next next chapter on Carl Kester's adventure. Um, trailer obviously showed us Carl Kester's. It did not show us. I was sort of scouring the trailer for BD1. There was no BD1 in the trailer. There was no Night Sister Marin in the trailer. Um, there was no um, Sierra Junda in the trailer, and there was no I always forget his name, Grease. the pilot Grease Eye, no Grease. Um, and when we, as you said, we when we did see the Mantis, it was sort of parked on an angle, and also it looked like it was under some sort of bombardment yeah. because there was sort of bits of metal coming down from the roof and stuff, looked a bit unstable. So, I wonder if this game is going to separate us from our teammates for a little bit. Yeah, normally the second instalment. I assume the Jedi thing will be a trilogy, so normally the second instalment is the darker one, the Empire Strikes Back and all that, if you know what I mean. Darker middle chapter. Yeah. Yes, I wonder if, like, has that been engineered by the Sith, by the Inquisitors, to, like, get him away from the people who help him? Have they been captured and he's gone, now we'll go and rescue them? Yeah. Um. Who knows? Hopefully they're not dead. So I do like the team. I do want to play as a team at some point in these games. I think it'll be fantastic. Um, but yeah, final thoughts on the on the trailer, Ian, and on, on what you're hoping for from the game? Uh, no, like I said, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, 
one hope for the game. I do hope we have like a stealth element where you can sneak past uh, your enemies and all that type of thing. But other than that, I'm just really looking forward to continuing the story of uh, Cal Kestis and the crew of the Stinger Mantis. Definitely. I wouldn't have like, we might see the Mantis get destroyed and get a new ship. Almost like Mandalorian where, you know, he loses the Razor Quest and then now he's got his, his Naboo Starfighter. His Hot Rod M1 Starfighter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah, potentially. That does seem a very video game type thing. Yeah, so no, time will tell. I'm sure we'll get more information as it goes on. But yeah, as, I'm the same as you. Love the first game, excited for the second game. I'm liking the fact it seems to be going in a different direction to the first game. Uh, I like the fact it's keeping us in the dark a little bit. Um, obviously, they really made the Powen look like Revenge of the Sith Powens. Yeah, everything from the everything from the face to also the bit where you see sort of his hands and his fingernails. Yeah, they're all like creepy and long and yeah, fingernails, yeah. yeah. So that, that, that was like the this trailer looked like the attention to detail was absolutely wonderful and exquisite. Um, so hats off to the engineers who 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 did that. Um, moving on from this, we also got a this was part of a panel. Um, and a, a big part of the announcement celebration was the. First trailer for the Cassian Andor series. Andor coming to Disney Plus. It's twelve episodes coming to Disney Plus in. Was it end of August? End of August. End of August. Twenty eighth, I think. Twenty eighth, I'm led to believe. They go twentieth of August. Twelve episodes. Um, of season one of Andor. Then they've also said that season two is going to be twelve episodes as well. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And it's going to take us up to. I think it's this season starts five years before. Yeah. Rogue okay. One. Yeah. And then season two is going to take us into the last year, up up to Rogue One, I think. So yeah, which is you know, really cool. I like that idea. Really cool that they've got a, you know, they've got the time frame. It's twelve episode season, which is the longest we've had out of a Disney Plus series so far, which is fantastic. Um, I think they've obviously got a clear story where it's like first season we're telling this story, second season we're getting into Rogue One, and obviously you know we've got Rogue One, we know how the story ends. Um, so I, I like the sort of the directness, like the know where they're going with it. Um, they know what beats to tell. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, obviously, you know, the shoot was a huge shoot across the world. Um, a lot of on-set location shooting, not so much dependent on the on the volume and stagecraft as um, some of the other shows. And you can sort of see in this trailer, you know, we, we see a few different places. Um, just talk us through your, your opening thoughts of, you know, when you, when you first saw the trailer, Ian, and sort of what you're excited about. I like the opening with the uh, with the guy banging on the uh, metal thing with his hammers. I like that. I, I did like that. I was like, what, what's this guy? At first, I was like, it's a Star Wars trailer, yeah. But no, yeah, it does that. I, I just like some of the some of the details. I really like the uh, Imperial officers in the all white room. They've all got the white uniforms on. I'm really intrigued. Obviously, I do like Diego Luna as an actor, but I'm, I'm also intrigued by this time period. Of this is the Empire and it's pomp really they've taken over the galaxy and we're only just starting to see now people trying to rise up to take them down so yeah seeing all seeing the Empire in like their finery uh, I really enjoyed seeing Mon Mothma and in a different outfit as well which was good she's in a different outfit she's not wearing the white uh, white sheet she wears uh, in Return of the Jedi and uh, Rogue One that type of thing so she's in that I think uh, Genevieve O'Reilly would do really well. She's obviously was in Star. She was in Revenge of the Sith originally, but obviously the scene got cut 
So it'll be good to see her. It'd be good to see uh, just yeah. It's, it's I like seeing Coruscant. I assume that's Coruscant. That's Mon Mothma's on. I did like seeing that. Uh, I do like Cassie and Andor's line about uh, them being so fat and proud, which is true. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what this story tells and obviously how we leave it at the end of season one and going to season two, which obviously takes us right into Rogue One, where the rebellion will be more established. That's what I'm looking forward to, mate. Yeah, I think for me, I love the sort of... I saw at the beginning first, you know, we have this sort of... um, It's almost like a bell tower, but it doesn't have a bell. It has a large drum. It's like a metal drum. And we have this, you know, starts with this sort of this percussionist, big, heavy set percussionist. It's like, you don't know if he's a machine worker or if he's a drummer. It's like mixes both. Um, and you can see he's making noises with his mouth like he, like they, like percussionists can do. Um, you know, almost like a sort of like a, a metal beatbox, you know, it's a hum. And then, he, you know, he gets the two, it's very quiet. He's making that noise with his mouth, pulls these two hammers off the wall. And he starts banging that drum, which is almost like, it's like a flatbed and like a workbench, isn't it? But it's very shiny. Um, it's almost like some sort of like a, a bell tower drum. And he starts banging that. Um, and then, you know, then it cuts to some of the scenes and we hear like more percussion noises coming from a mouth, it sounds like. So, you know, is, is, is this guy the town's, like the town's bell crier, the town's bell ringer, the town's drummer? Does he... Does he bet? Does he drum or make a noise certain times a day, or is it just when Imperials are near? Or you know, I think there's a lot of cool stuff that could be done with just just this idea. Um, you know, then throughout, it's a lot about warnings. Later on, we see sort of people hiding weapons under blankets um, who aren't Imperials, and then we see you know someone bang a someone quickly go and bang a little metal pipe in a street, um, almost as a warning everyone in the street, something someone's coming hide. Um, hide, hide, hide what you're doing, hide yourselves. Um, we see Andor, Andor's hiding a lot in this trailer. You know, he's he's perking behind things, he's running. Um, we see Genevieve O'Reilly's Mon Mothma, she's talking about how people are watching her now, and almost she's almost trying to hide in plain sight. You know, maybe trying to hide what she's up to. She's worried, she's concerned. You know, people are after her, maybe not chasing her because they can see her, but they're after knowing what she's up to um so it seems very tense affair um very tense lots of warnings going off lots of running um from things hiding things um i think yeah that line when he says look at them all fat and proud and you see some of the old the old codgers in the imperial uniforms that was a great scene um yeah i think this trailer it you know the locations look awesome but also look very star wars and look very visceral and real. Um, you know, we saw a bit of Coruscant, which was also fantastic. Um, we saw the Senate Chamber, which I thought was really cool. Again, those sort of prequel vibes, which is really good, along with original trilogy vibes because of the Imperial setting. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see sort of we're going to go from, you know, the presented it in this trailer as if we're going to get sort of two points of view. We're going to get the point of view of Mon Mothma, and we're going to get the point of view of Andor, and then maybe them come together in the end, um, which could be could be really cool. And you know, we're possibly going to see the birth of the rebellion from a different point of view, which is which is awesome and cool. Um, you know, like in Star Wars Rebels, rebellion sort of already going a little bit. You know, you've got Hera's little splinter cell, and then they come together with other cells. And you know, you meet Mon Mothma, then she's already in the fight. Um, this could see sort of Mon Mothma 
starting to realise she needs to be involved with yeah. this side of Rebellion, which could be really cool. Um, but again, nothing major storyline-wise given away. Just a really, a really, really strong sense of the feel of the show, which is tense, espionage, thriller, um, and also, you know, a sense of, you know, we're going to get the story through the eyes of Cassian Andor. Obviously, it's called Andor, but also through one Mothma's eyes, which is also really cool. You know, big character in Star Wars who, you know, in the movies isn't in it much, you know, she's in she's in Return of the Jedi. Um, you know, she was in Revenge of the Sith, but, you know, the scenes were cut. It's one of the most famous deleted, one of the most famous deleted scenes going. I think that's why George put the, put the deleted scenes out there on, on his DVDs for the for the prequel trilogy, you know. And obviously, you know, we've seen her come back in in Rogue One to, re, to reprise the role. Um, and then, and then he, here we go. We're going to get some real meat on the bones of Mon Mothma here. And, you know, she's been a huge part of some of the Star Wars novels set after Return of the Jedi and the New Republic setup. Um, you know, I think she's a big part of Bloodlines, as I've already mentioned that book today. Um, she's a big part of the Aftermath stories, I believe. Um, yeah, she is, yeah. As, as, as well. As well, so you know, I think here we're going to see Man Mothma. Why did she get in the fight? At what point does she realize the Imperial Senate is a bad thing? Um, at what point did she realize that you can't fix it from the inside? Um, and I think you know, sort of the same with Bail Organa, you know, he's trying to fix the Imperial Senate from the inside, but there is no fixing that. And at what point do they realize, and at what point do they then become? radicalized almost it, i mean it's it's not really radicalized but you know you, you go from trying to fight something from the inside to then going we need to pick up arms and rebel yeah. um you know and that's gonna be a big a big big moment when when we see that and obviously no bail organa in the trailer but do you think we'll see jimmy smith's bail organa ah uh, yeah i would think so especially since we've seen him in kenobi already yeah i would think they'd probably just say i'll oh, just come over here jimmy will uh film something else for uh <laughs> and or so yeah no i i i would think we would see uh, Bill, if not de- if not in season one, which I doubt, but uh, definitely in season two. Yeah, I think that's what's awesome about all this is that you know, for example, Kenobi, you know, we've got Hayden Christians back as as Vader, um, and obviously you know the Ahsoka show is coming, and you know they've sort of said that he's going to be back for that, and it's like, well, yeah, because you know we they, they're shooting a lot of this in. I mean, they are doing some location shooting on some stuff, but they're also using sound stages in in LA, so it's like, you know. If, if if coaching call these people in do to do multiple stuff, so it's it's a really exciting time for Star Wars stories being told on television and movies. In because you know so many of these great actors are back reprising roles, and, and and their roles can like go through different timelines. We've got a few different shows in the go, but you know if you've tied them down for one, like they're going to be up for doing more. So you know it, it's absolutely fantastic. So you know I, I would like to see Bailey on the show as well at some point, um, but. But yeah, I'm excited to see Mon Mothma's sort of beginnings into sort of not into being against the Empire because you're clearly against the Empire in in Revenge of the Sith. But that realization of I can't talk us out of this anymore. Yeah, like we need to have. I mean, we still need to be talking and we still need to be trying to be peaceful, but also like there needs to be a military aspect. Well, you see it in Rebels, don't you? Where she obviously renounces the. Uh... Her place in the Senate and calls the Emperor a murderer and all that type of thing. Uh, in Rebels and Secret Cargo, the uh, thing, and that's obviously when the rebellion is officially like the Alliance to Restore the Republic is like officially uh, formed and not just like several splinter groups working within the galaxy. So, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, d- definitely, mate. Um, yeah, so it, it's going to be it's going to be going to be exciting. Um, Twelve episodes. Do you think we'll get one a week? Yeah, I would. Have thought, I, I think it's a double premiere to start with. I think I said that. I think it is a double premiere to start with, and then yeah, so we'll have ten episodes. So that'll take us right up to potentially. Oh no, Mando season three is coming out next year, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, we have got Bad Batch season two as well, though. So yeah, I think we've got at least Star Wars all the way through till the rest of the year. Now we're obviously Andor, Bad Batch, Tales of the Jedi, and all that type of thing. Yeah. Definitely, I think. Yeah, when I first heard the twelve episodes, I was a bit like, "I'm not surprised because of how long the shooting's been going on for for the actual like production of the show." But also, I'm surprised because it's been you know eight six episode seasons. Um, whether that was for budget reasons or whether that was just how many scripts I had, who knows? But you know, this show seems to have been lended itself to this is what we're doing, this is the story we're telling, and we're going to go big with it. Um, I think I said a few episodes ago. A few months ago on the show, I said, you know, I think this show is going to be the sleeper. Everybody's talking about Kenobi, about Mandalorian, about Boba Fett. But I think Andor series could be the sleeper where it's going to come out and it's going to wow us so much. And this trailer did wow us. Um, so it does lend itself to that. And then hearing a few people look still talk about it a little bit over the celebration week, they seem to think the same, that this is going to be a, a sort of a, a, a big, big show. Um, so yeah, very, 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 very exciting times. Any closing thoughts on the Andor trailer and the Andor series? No, like I said, same as Jedi Survivor. Looking forward to it. Can't wait to see what they do. And uh, Diego Luna is a tremendous actor, so it'll be amazing. He is indeed. So I've only really seen him in Andor, and I've seen him in um, Narcos Mexico. Yeah, I've seen him in Narcos, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. Um, obviously, during celebration, when he was on stage talking about it, he seemed really, really excited and like full of energy for Star Wars and for this show and for this character. So, yeah, really, really excited. He did say that we you know we're going to meet Andor sort of before he's in the fight. Yeah. Um, so maybe and see how he gets involved with the rebellion. I did notice in the trailer there was a lot of um a lot of troops on a planet that like weren't Imperial but weren't anything we've seen before either. But they were clearly all wearing the same uniform. I've seen them a few different times. I assume they're like planetary. Security, like um, back in Legends, you had Corsac for Corellia. I assume it's something like that. So, do you think they think it's an Imperial planet, or do you think they're going to get like attacked by the Empire? I would assume, yeah, it's probably a planet that has pledged loyalty to the Empire, and then they'll have their own uh, military defense force, like I said, like Corsac did in Legends. Uh, the Corsac security, yeah. uh, can't remember, yeah, I think yeah, Corsac in uh, Legends. So, yeah, I assume it's uh, planetary security that obviously works on. For the behest of the uh, empire, they'll try and root out any rebellion on this planet. So, if you know what I mean, I did like one thing. I did like was the uh, the gunships that come you see descending on the planet. They're very like uh, Force Unleashed vibes. I can't remember what they're called. Low altitude, L A L A A T. Low altitude attack transport. So from the back, I thought they looked a bit like Clone Wars transports for that the Clone Army used, but then. Yeah. Looking a bit closer, they were slightly different. Yeah, I, I did see that. Yeah, I thought, uh, uh, I thought that. Yeah, but they do give me very uh, Force Unleashed vibes because they look like the uh, transports that they were used in the Force Unleashed. Do you think we'll see like um, young Cassian sort of? Because we do know Cassian was on a separatist world, so you know he sort of saw the saw the Clone War end. I imagine. Um, so do you think we'll see 
we'll see Cassian as a child and have him seen sort of battle droids and clones fighting, maybe. That'd be cool. Yeah, we do see clones in the trailer, like briefly. Like, uh, uh, I think they're phase. Yeah, I think they're phase one clone. Are phase one clone troopers? But either way, they, yeah, I think that'll be a, a flashback to the. I think Cassian obviously grew up on a separatist world. He says that in Rogue One. I think we'll see him try to fight against the clones, obviously, before the end of the Clone Wars. Do you think we'll see the clones with the Jedi General? Potentially, yeah. Potentially, that would be a thing. But I think that's something that doesn't need to happen. I think, obviously, he's just telling the story of how he was against the Republic in the Clone Wars. I don't think he needed a Jedi, but it would be cool. Just to, Even if it's just a Jedi, we don't know. Yeah. No, definitely. That wraps up sort of our two main topics that we want to speak about. Obviously, it was the Jedi Survivor trailer and the Andor trailer. Um, without spoiling anything, um, what's been your non-spoiler thoughts on the Kenobi series so far in? Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm waiting obviously for the last two to give my like full judgement on it. I have really enjoyed it, moments of it. Uh, yeah, it's been really good. There's been moments where anything, the Vade, uh, obviously people know he's going to be in it, but no spoilers. Seeing Darth Vader again was unbelievable. Like I said, greatest villain of all time. Seeing him in the show and just seeing you and back and I, I like the, I like the Character portrayals of some of the people they're playing, but uh, no, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really enjoying it at the moment. Like I said, I'll uh, wait to give my full uh, judgment on it when it, the show's fully done. Because uh, we've seen obviously discourse online where people are saying, "Oh, this is," but everyone should just wait until it's done to re- re- like give their judgment. If you know what I mean? Yeah. How you? Been reading any Star Wars books recently? How, how's I, the Star Wars reading going for you? I need to read Brotherhood. I, I, uh, I need to. I've been really busy at work, so I'm trying to. I might try and read a bit of Brotherhood today. It was really good so far. I got about 10 chapters in. It was really good. I did enjoy that. That was really good. So and, uh, I started reading Republic Commando as well, which, uh, because obviously, being a massive fan of that, I've just started, I've just started replaying Republic Commando the game on my Xbox because uh, I saw. That they're back for Bad Batch season two, at least Scorches anyway. So I am uh, on a bit of a Republic Commando kick at the moment. And have you got any new, uh, any new Star Wars merchandise? Nothing at the moment, mate. Like I said, it's coming to crunch time with the wedding now, so I can't. Uh, I'm not, I'm really got any disposable income to get Star Wars stuff. So that hopefully I'll might treat myself after I get married to something. So I was I've been to Turkey last week. Uh, I was sort of on holiday when Solar Celebration was ongoing. So I missed the beginning of it. Hasbro Pulse had like a mega sale where certain items were in the sale with 40% off. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, but, so not not everything was in the sale, right? But, like, the, the Boa Fett helmet was, like, or the Black Series helmets were. Yeah. So you could literally get them for like under, like, under 70 quid, I think. But by the time I looked, they were all sold out because, obviously I mentioned the episode that was Interesting getting a helmet for when I move house, but um, so I missed out on the helmets the whole end. So I would have got one, but uh, I missed out. So I've learned a lesson there about being a bit faster when I see sales go up. Um, had I been home, not on holiday, I, think I would have seen sooner and would have jumped on it and got one. Um, but yeah, there was that. There was some lightsabers in there. Hasbro actually was lightsabers. Um, so there was some really good deals. To be fair, I had no idea. It's uh, annoying me though. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anybody who got good deals, congratulations, enjoy your product. Um what has gone up for um to be 
not pre-ordered but to back is the new Haslab project, which is a um, the third sister Reva or Reva. Um, lightsaber so it's like a, you know the black series line lightsabers and um, like it's up for like nearly 500 pounds i'm just gonna double check that so you can back it now yeah um let's have a look i'm tempted but um it's so it's 459 pounds and 99 pence um and it is the first of its kind um and it is the Inquisitor River third sister lightsaber. Um, so it looks like it comes with different options. So um, you can choose between the half cycle and the full cycle configuration on the helmet. On the sorry, on the handle. Yeah. So I don't know if we're going to see her wield it with the full, the full circle around the around the saber at the end. Maybe we will. I've noticed that her black series figure comes with two. It comes with the half the half saber circle. Yeah. And the full circle configuration, so time will tell. Um, but no, the thing that looks really cool. Um, so how it works is that we've got till July twelfth, five a.m. to back it. Um, how many backers does it need? Let's have a look. Yeah, so it ends in thirty-one days and six hours. Yeah, as we are recording this, it's currently got one thousand twenty-three backers. The target is five thousand. So. You know, it's got got four thousand backers to go yeah. in in a month. Um, I imagine, depending on, you know, if she starts wielding the full circle configuration, which is the main picture for the picture, yeah, for the for the thing, that might sort of go up. Um, estimated shipments fall twenty twenty three, which is um, sounds like a long time, but actually, for Hasbro at the minute, that that's considered won't make the product till it gets back. It, that's pretty quick turnaround actually yeah um in my opinion and it's a limit of five per customer oh okay um so so yeah obviously you know i did back the rank call that didn't get backed enough um and i'm sort of glad it didn't because some of the extras were yeah, not very good so for this one i'm excited for when they first when they start announcing the stretch goals because if the stretch goals are good is when this will will get backed um so i wonder what the stretch goals could be could it be extra bits to go with? Um, you know, could it be parts of a uniform. Yeah. Um, things, things like that. Who knows? Could it be a nice a case? Could it be like a belt for it? Who, who, who knows? But you know, the picture at the minute is sort of the the handle with the two blades. It comes with the half, the half, the half circle handle configuration and the full circle configuration. Um, and it comes with a really awesome stand that all the black series I see must come with now. Um. So I haven't backed it yet, but I probably am going to back it just because, you know, the first one I backed was a rank one. I didn't get back, so I feel like I need a back one. I'm excited to you need a win, yeah. take part in it. <laughs> yeah. So we will see. Other than that, I'm currently reading um, Claudia Gray's Into the Dark in from the High Republic series. Yeah. Enjoying that quite a bit. I have got Brotherhood, same as you, and the chapter in, so I need to start reading that. Um, yeah, I've been trying to get that read today, to be honest. And I haven't been playing Star Wars games recently. Um well, there isn't any. <laughs> but, but I do feel like going back and playing Jedi Fallen Order now, A, because of the trailer. You know, we talked about how excited yeah. we are with the trailer, but also because of just the connections to the episode four of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it's fun. Um, yeah, and, 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 and it's fun. So I do feel like trying to put some time aside to, to do that. 
Any closing thoughts about anything Star Wars? You know, you want to discuss that we haven't? No, like I said, I'm looking forward to. I saw. I won't say how I saw it, but I saw the uh, footage for Ahsoka and Mando, uh, which looks amazing. I did see. It. I didn't see the greatest copy of it, like because it was obviously not officially released. But I did see that, so I'm hugely excited for that to see where they're going with that. Uh, what was the um? What was the Ahsoka footage? Have you not seen it? No. So basically, it opens up and. We obviously see uh, Rosario Dawson's Ahsoka. <laughs> we see Harrison Doola. She is uh, she's in the trailer very briefly. Uh, it's just a quick couple of quick shots from things. We see what look, appears to be Hu Yang, the uh, lightsaber droid from the Clone Wars episodes. He appears to be in it. But it's that type of droid. It's that type of droid. I don't know if it is Hu Yang, but it's that type of droid. And we also, they at the end of the trailer... It it goes onto the Star Wars Rebels mural we see at the end of Rebels that Sabine paints, but it's obviously live action, and then we see Sabine from behind walking off. Awesome. I know. So, some really cool visuals, but also nothing we haven't seen before. But no, yeah, obviously, yeah, uh, I can't remember her name. She got confirmed as Sabine. Uh, but yeah, Harrison Dool is in it. They didn't reveal who would be playing Hera, which is weird, because uh, they revealed who would be playing Sabine, but that's fine. Uh, I did always think at the end of Rebels, if they were going to look for Ezra, I'm sure Hera would come with them. So that'd be good. Uh, so yeah, that was the uh, that was the Ahsoka footage. Uh, did you see the Mando footage? I've, I've heard a bit about it, but um, feel free to fill me in there. So basically, there was two there was two versions of it. They had the original footage they released for the first panel for the Lucasfilm panel, and they had the second footage, which they released for. The actual Mando, the Mando panel. Yeah, uh, it had a bunch of stuff in it. It had uh, Anzellans, you know, the species Babu Frick. Uh, yeah. It had his species in the trailer, which was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool little moment. It had Mando obviously fighting, uh, uh, doing dogfighting against uh, other star ships that hadn't, they weren't Imperial. They weren't Imperial. I can't remember what they were, but they were definitely weren't Imperial. Uh, we've obviously got more Bo Katan. She was sitting on a throne uh, somewhere. More Grogu, obviously. Uh, we see Grief Karga. Uh, what's the other things as well? We see we saw a bunch of stuff. To be fair, I can't really remember now because obviously all the footage has been deleted. But uh, no, it's... was the um, was the throne that Bogotan sitting on the same throne from the more than a sort of lightsaber duel in um, Clone Wars the last season? No, it wasn't on Mandalore. That's the thing because then we see them go to Mandalore. Obviously, Din's mission now is to go to Mandalore to atone for his transgressions of taking his helmet off. But no, they do end up going to Mandalore in the trailer. So yeah, huge exciting. Huge exciting. And did they say when we're going to get Mandalore in season three? Uh, 2023. Uh, early 2023. I think it was like was it March? I think it's March 2023. Then they just double-checked. Not long then. We'll be there before we know it. I know. Okay, yeah, it's... Uh, then obviously Ahsoka comes out, uh, I think, like July next year. But the action pattern, you know, we've got we've got 12 episodes of Andor coming this year. We've got Bad Batch Season 2 coming this year. Um, we've got, you know, Mandalorian Season 3 early next year. Ahsoka mid next year. Um, you know, these new animated series, Tales of the, is it Tales of the Jedi and Jedi Adventures? Yeah, Tales of the Jedi and Jedi Adventures, yeah. Young Jedi Adventures. Those will be sprinkled in there somewhere as well. 
Yeah. And that's without mentioning things like the acolyte that's, you know, starting to ramp up its its progress. It's casting, yeah. Everything is casting at the moment, the acolyte. So exciting times, exciting times. Definitely. Ian, where can the people find you on social media? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Star Wars Ian. That's where you can find me. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jordy Jedi Pete. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Boars Star. And you can find the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at Star Boars Podcast. If you are listening to this episode on Spotify or Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, um, please leave us a, a five-star review, a really nice little comment. Again, it helps us move up the charts a bit. It helps people find the show. Um, it also helps us book guests as well. Um, so if you know if you take a more out of your day to do that, would be absolutely fantastic. Um, if you're listening on a different podcast um, program uh, and it has an option there to leave a review or, or to give it a star rating, please consider again just giving us a giving us a, a top rating, a nice little comment. Again, just for those reasons, it helps helps people find the show, gives us more visibility, and it also you know uh, helps helps us book guests. Um, we're all planning on going to Star Wars Celebration in London, uh, so exciting nine months ahead. You know, I'm sure as as the time goes on, we'll let you know what we've got planned for for meeting up with listeners and things like that. And swag we're going to be giving out at Star Wars Celebration. It's going to be a very exciting time. Um, and we, we can't wait to mingle with everybody at Star Wars Celebration in London. Um, Ian, any closing thoughts on anything? No, no, happy mates. Like I said, looking forward to Star Wars Celebration. And, uh, yeah, that's all I've really got to say, mate. Thanks for having me today. No problem. Always a pleasure, mate. Always love talking Star Wars on a Saturday morning. Thank you very much for coming on, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. May the force be with you all. Get ready for those Celebration London tickets to buy them when they come on sale because we can't wait to see you all and talk Star Wars in person. May the force be with everybody everywhere. And remember, always tell that to Kanja Club. Hello, Star Wars listeners. This is Savannah Odit. You might know me as host of the Dorky Diva Show with my co-host Brian Balance. I am also producer of The Adventures of the Zolan Dart, which is a Star Wars-inspired audio drama that we produced over the last year. If you love stories uh, about smugglers, courage, heroic characters, and maybe a few foes along the way, you should go to thedorkydivashow.com and listen to The Adventures of the Zolan Dart today. Shout! We've got your pigs. Were any of the critters harmed? What did you do now? I didn't do anything. I just freaked out for no reason. It was nice doing business with you again. Maybe next time we could deliver something less... Temperamental. <laughs> now, what you call temperamental, I call fun. Hey, is there a place nearby where I can make some repairs? Uh, oh yeah, three clicks south of here, you'll find a small spaceport. Uh, they, they should have what you need, as long as it's nothing too big. Dynamic class. My stars, you don't hear about many of those still being spaceworthy. It's been in my family for a while. She's pretty great. Uh, any chance you have a hovercart we can use to load up? I'll check out the holonet to see if anything new has come up in the sector. My name is Sereth Khan. I am the chief here on Kamai. My people and I have been experiencing food shortages as of late due to unforeseen natural occurrences. We are looking to hire someone. I say we take this one. The pay is great and it's the type of job we're familiar with. 
welcome, welcome. You must be Captain Otoa. I've already sent word to Pak to expect you in the next cycle or so. You told him we were coming before we even accepted the job. That's rather presumptuous, isn't it? Uh, perhaps, though once I received confirmation that you were interested and on your way here, I couldn't help but hope. Fair enough. Well, we'll be back as soon as we can. Well, that's not good. Is that blaster fire I hear? Ah, so you're the one. Captain, it sounds like they want to do this the hard way. I love when they got some fight in them. Oh, this is bad. This is bad. We're about to have a lot of company. I'll see you soon.